Hey y'all, I'm Maddie, author, speaker, and certified sommelier. I think we can all agree that life can get pretty tough at times. So I'm going on a journey to uncover how some of my favorite people are chasing joy in their lives. And I'm bringing you along with me. Through personal stories and funny encounters, I'm chatting with authors and entrepreneurs, musicians and brands to learn how they hang on to the good in life, even as the trouble comes. Because as life gets hard, joy is a choice we can make together. I'm Maddie, and this is the Enjoy Life Podcast. Hey, Enjoy Life fam. If you don't already know Naomi Rain as one of the founders and lead singers for Maverick City Music, I want to introduce you to this incredible woman today. She is a singer, a songwriter, a worship leader, a pastor, a producer. She has her own collective that produces other artists. This woman grew up with a passion and rich gift for singing, and she she really does everything in the industry. She does it all. And today we're learning a little bit about her life and her role in founding Maverick City Music, but also focusing on her new solo album that came out last year called Journey. This album, y'all, is it's a little bit of a pivot from what she normally does with worship with Maverick City and is more of a mainstream kind of like pop hip hop vibe. And it is phenomenal. It is called Journey exactly for the reason you would think. It is tracing the last... 10 to 15 years of her life, personally, professionally, and just the crazy journey God has taken her on as a wife, particularly as a mom, as an artist, and just as a woman of God who was tired of feeling like she had to show up polished for God. This whole thing is so raw and so authentic. There is like zero facade here. You see straight through to the heart of who this woman is. And as I told her, it's honestly just an invitation for every single one of us to show up messy before God. The first single she released called Not Ready, the opening line is, let's just be honest, Jesus, I'm a mess. And, and this is the vibe through her whole album. Her whole persona is, hey, this is who I am, and I'm going to bring it all to the Lord. I don't have to fix anything. I don't have to clean anything up. And you know, I know that He's going to work good and work change in me, but sometimes I'm afraid, and sometimes I'm resistant, and sometimes... I'm not willing to be the clay that he's going to mold into what I know is good and what I know is next because I'm scared. And I just loved every moment with her. And the whole thing started with this insanely beautiful conversation with God that she tells. I literally got goosebumps when she's talking about, hey, God, I want to put out this album. And he he comes to her and says, I need you to remove the loincloth. And I'm not going to go into more than that because I think it's a cool teaser and it's an awesome story. She tells the whole sort of catalyst for the album and all of the years that it's taken for her to get up to its release last year. And like I said, it, it is an invitation from our friend Naomi to show up honestly and hopefully and just bowed and open-handed to God with whatever you're working through. She's a powerhouse. She is full of wisdom and laughs and stories and joy. She is beautiful, as is all of her work, and I just know y'all are going to enjoy my time with Naomi Rain. I said just a minute ago, I've been so pumped to talk to you since your album Journey came out, 
it last July. So I got to tell you the way we start the show, because we're all about joy. And I love, I'm excited to do this with you because you are a musician and I'm in Music City. So I always ask our guest if you could have like a walkout song right now, like if you walked in the studio with me and there was a song playing behind you that's like represents where you are right now, what would that song be? Okay. There's a part of me that wants to say a song that everybody would know, but I'm going to say the song that it actually is. So I have a song on my new project journey, which is called Merrily. And it's literally just about where I am, just living the, the dream. There's a part that goes, I'm living my dream. And it's just like, merrily, merrily. So I just feel good. Like, that's literally where I am. I'm living my dream. I'm, and that doesn't mean everything's perfect, you know, but right. I'm, I'm in a really nice, sweet space of life where things are adding up and it's just... It's good. So right. It's merrily. Yes. Absolutely, yes. I'm so happy to hear that. Honestly, I think that is such a fun song. Is it near the end of the album? I feel like, mm -hmm. okay. I remember getting to it and being like, good for her. Like people are so scared to just be like, you know what? Life's freaking good right now and I'm grateful. And I think that's what that song, at least that's what it meant to me. So I love that and I'm happy for you. And I'm, I, I love when we're on the mountaintops, you know, that's not how life goes all the time. So God bless. Okay. You do it all. I've like read your kind of resume in the intro and I just want to know, like, is there one part of the industry that really lights you up most? I mean, you write, you record, you produce, you lead worship with Maverick City, like, or do you just love it all? I love it all, but I think the singing, I love to sing. I love to sing. So anytime that I get to lead worship or even sing in a more artistic way you know like as an artist yeah. I enjoy that I love music and I love to sing so yes even even in studio like I yeah. can just stand in the studio all day and sing and create and come up with stuff that is the part that lights me up was it always that way like little kid Naomi did it just start singing she came out of the womb singing. yes yes because if my brother was here right now he'd be like she would never shut up. I was always like, <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 wait, no, I didn't do it right. Oh, oh, like I was that person like over and over. He'd be like, nail me. Oh. I'm like, I have to get it perfect. So that was my life. Did you uh, force him to produce your shows that you would perform as a kid? Because my sister can sing and I was always forced to be her like director producer. So I get it. No, no, he would. I didn't get to drag him in. He was like doing video games. I was like more so. I was doing everything myself, which is probably why I'm doing everything yeah. now. <laughs> well, okay. So since you love to sing, obviously, if you could either record or perform with anyone, any genre that you haven't had the chance to yet, who's like top of the list? Okay. Top of the list is John Bellion. I love i love his music i love how he intertwines his face into his music and just the music is so it's such it's so eclectic it has mm. those roots of hip-hop but it's very pop and like right now and then it's then it has him in it you know like you just know when he's done something his writing please john by you call me right now we're both yeah. like in long island like both from New York, like, come on, call me. If anybody knows John, give him a call. Hook him up with Naomi. We're ready for the collab. Yes, I am totally. eager. Like, I'm going to look him up immediately. I don't know his music, actually, so I'm really pumped. Oh, That's what I'm going to do after this. He's dope. He has an album for Human Condition that I really 
he's your guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes. Well, okay. A lot of people know you first and foremost from Music City Maverick, who you sing for and travel with. Tell us a little bit who Maverick City is, if listeners don't know, and sort of how that came about for you and, and what your role is. Maverick City Music is a worship collective of a bunch of artists that offers, I think, authentic and pure worship to God. And it's very personal and rowdy and organic and not refined. It's very unrefined. Mm -hmm. We are just lovers of Jesus and we're, and we're worshiping him and encouraging one another. Yeah, I think that's very accurate. I've having been a fan for a long time. And I think that is what draws so many people to what y'all do is that is exactly what you said. It It's, it's not super polished. I don't mean that in a bad, I mean that as an, as a, as an applause, like, because our lives aren't polished. And I think sometimes people feel like they need to be to come to worship. And I just think that y'all have such a open arms approach and are so inclusive with what you do. And I think that's why you've yes. had the success that you have. And I, I just, if people aren't familiar, man, go check out, check out Maverick City. How long have you been with them, with the group? I've been with Mav since before the beginning. One of the, one of the founding members. Oh. Yes. Literally before we were Maverick, before we had a name, we were making music and writing songs. And I've been here from the beginning. So that was from 2018. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, what I really want to talk about is Journey and kind of just start with the basics. Why is that the title? How'd you land on that? So, okay, I'll quick story. Journey, I've been working on since 2016. Wow. And I've written a bunch of songs. So, uh, of course, all the songs I've written are not on there. And I've had to like swap and wrote a bunch of new songs in the end. But I was praying and I was talking to Jesus and he said, Naomi, like I was, I was doing one of those very corporate prayers, like, Jesus, I have faith and you'll be able to do anything and you're amazing. And so I'm not going to be afraid and I don't worry about anything because <laughs> I know that you, it was like one of those prayers. And the Lord was like, okay. And then after he was like, well, or when are you going to tell me how do you, how you feel about it? How do you feel about it? And I was like, I feel like you're God and you're going to do all the things. I <laughs> know, like, no, like you told me everything I was going to do and I will do it, but I want to know where you are. And he said, Naomi, I don't want you to come into my presence with a loincloth on. Mm. And he took me in the scriptures. I started to read and I, cause I was like loincloth. That only thing that I thought about was Adam and Eve yeah. went and looked at it. And it was after they sinned, they were ashamed and they put on a loincloth and they were hiding the intimate parts of themselves. And he was like, you come into my presence and you're so polished and you know everything, but you're supposed to be getting answers from me, not telling me the answers <laughs> for you. And so I was like, oh, wow. At that moment, I was like, oh, God is about to take me on a journey. Mm -hmm. I just said that in my head. Yeah. And he was like, I'm taking you back to Eden. And so I started to plan to do music and it was going to be two albums, a double album called Journey Back to Eden. And so journey, the journey part was going to be these, these real heart songs, this real life worship, right? The stuff that you do from your day to day, driving in your car, dealing with your kids, at your job, whatever. And then back to Eden was going to be the live worship portion, which is like in church, what we do corporately. And I wanted to show how those go together. Like 
there's worship in church together and with the church community. And then there's worship, your personal worship and how they go together. But I was not ready to release Journey when I thought I was. So I did release that project called Back to Eden. I was not ready for Journey because, and I realized now that I had not gone through it. So basically, Journey is ready now. Back to Eden was then. And here we have it. That's how I got the title. I love that because it's, that story is so powerful because it wasn't like God was like, you know, pump the brakes, Naomi, this isn't happening. But he also said, hey, this is going to go a little out of order. It's going to stretch you more than you probably want. And it's all going to come to fruition, but I'm going to shuffle this up a little bit. And you got to trust me and you got to walk with me. And then you came out with really three, right? Full albums through this journey. And then the two back to Eden. It's incredible. And and I, I just, I appreciate what you said about, you know, these represent how you worship corporately in church, what we're familiar with maybe when we say worship and how you worship in real life. So like for those of us raising my hand who are not very talented singers and musicians, and maybe that's not our first inclination as to how to worship, what does worship look like outside of singing for you? I mean, for me, honestly, it's talking to him like, hey, how do I give you my day? How do I offer this to you? How do I make everything that I do a part of what Mm. you're doing, Lord? So my home, my home is not just for me. My home has to be open to people. Now, that's a little weird for me because I like my privacy. But (laughs) when people need a space to be, I know that God didn't give us this home just for us to live. He gave it so that people can come together. They can gather, they can worship, they can get refreshed, they can get restored, they can get prayer. So when people need prayer, when they need healing, when they need deliverance, like we pray for people, we bring them to the house, we bring them in. That's what our home is for. That's our worship. You know, my car, my car is not just for me to get from point A to point B. Who needs a ride? Who needs it? Do you need to borrow my my car? Now, mind you, I've had people have gotten into accidents in my car. (laughs) Hello. And I won't call any names, but I want to. Um, But, you know, it's not been easy. But I was I was understanding that everything that I have is for him. And so how do I worship him with it? And, And honestly, even with the bad things that have happened, there's always been something beautiful that has come out of it. To me, my life is his. How do I give him everything I have? How do I use it that he might get glory? So that's how I like worship in my every day life because my because the reality is my job is i'm a singer i'm a worship yeah. artist so that is you know if i was a painter then i would say hey when i'm on jobs with the other guys painting or when i go into home depot i maybe you know i'm i'm kind to people and talking you know what i'm saying like that would be it but my job is as a worship leader so i don't have those examples that maybe a bus driver would have or a lawyer would have yeah how they bring God into everything that they do. But for me, it's like, okay, my everyday life, I'm a pastor, you know, how do I treat people? How do I talk to people? How do I give them space, you know, where they need space to just vent and not Mm. feel judged, but also when they need correction, how do I correct them and say, Hey, this is not, you know, hello, you know, because (laughs) some people will never tell you, don't do that, you know, and you'll just like be in trouble and never know why. Anyway, that's how... That's how I live. I got excited about that. No, I listen, that's exactly what I wanted. That's so good. Cause I think at the root of it, you know, worship is honoring God and, and however you have an opportunity in your day to do that, man, that's worship. And I, I just, I think that's so important to remind people of. And okay. I, the loincloth story is I'm like Uh chills just thinking back on everything you said, because 
I feel that in every song in this album. It's the it's naked and not ashamed. Like this is vulnerable. This is zero facade and brutally honest and powerfully hopeful. And it feels like you took that loincloth off for us in this album. Was that was there fear going into that? Or were you just totally like Someone asked me once, I released a book last year, it was very, very personal, and she said, you may feel a little like you have a vulnerability hangover when this comes out. Did you feel that? Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Like, there were some moments, not when I was writing it, that's that's never, because I don't, every song I write, I don't release. So I'm okay, like, I'm okay to write the real thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I was recording certain things, I was like, oh no. Like, is, are people going to hear this? And then when I had to put it out, like the week before it came out, where it was already submitted and I knew it was coming out, but nobody knew what was on it. I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And I think, I think that was a good place to be because as scary and as a, uh, my stomach hurt for like, <laughs> and even after I was like, oh no, I just felt like I I am not the hero of my story. I, as a, as a, as a good, trying to be a good Christian girl, have always wanted to be, to look like that and to look like the good one. And even, even with Maverick, like people would look at our group and go, oh, you know God for real, or she's the good one, or she's the, and I'm like, y'all don't know me though. You only see what you see. And I'm not saying I'm a terrible person, but I'm real, I'm recognizing like, Y'all don't know me and I have a real walk with the Lord and I have to be vulnerable. I have to take this off and I have to show the thing that might make many people ashamed. And this, this is the best work that I can do that people, when they look or listen to this music, when they look at me, they don't glorify me, but they glorify God and go, wow, his doing, you know, that's where the rest is with me. You know, and sometimes I'm, if I'm honest, especially when I have to do interviews like this, I'm still a little nervous. I'm like, yeah. oh God, you're going to ask me something and I'm going to tell the truth. And, <laughs> but I've made that commitment to the Lord that I would be honest, you know, and I don't think I have to share everything, but this project was not just to free me because I'm free now. I'm good. I'm in a good place, but it was to free others. So yeah. hopefully oh. that sometimes helps me. It's like, it's like the Tylenol after that that vulnerability angle. Yeah, first. Yes, like, exactly. Woo. Have you, I'm sure you've gotten know, some Gatorade. really moving like feedback and personal stories of people who have felt invited out of their own shame because you had the courage to share yours. Yes, and that is what yeah. keeps me going too. I've had multiple people say they're struggling with suicide or they were about to end their life mm. and they heard something that I said because they thought that God didn't get it. I even and believers didn't get it. And so they listened to a song or they went on YouTube, heard the song and saw the comments and found that other people were going through the same thing that they were going through and decided not to end their life. Multiple, at least five or six people have reached out to me directly. And I've had, I've heard that from other people, literally suicides. Mm. Um, There were people that have told me, oh, I'm struggling. I've been going, I was going through a divorce and I was going through this and I was going, like, that is what makes me go, okay, this is worth it. And I've also had people reach out to me and go, you're choosing yourself. You need to be choosing Jesus. And I'm like, I did choose Jesus. Mm. But Jesus tells me to love my neighbor as myself. And I didn't love myself. You know, I've had people reach out and go, oh, you're not ready. That's that's making people think that they can just live however they want. You know, I've had criticism as well, but I'm like, I, it's not for you then. Mm-hmm. It's not for you. Some people need to be able to say, 
Jesus, help me. Or Jesus, I need you. Or Jesus, I'm not ready. I'm afraid. They need them to be able to say it because they haven't been real with God yeah. for their whole walk with him, you know? So. Yeah. And, and you are so real with him in through every song, but the not ready, I, I was going to ask you about anyway, that was the first single you released before the whole album yes. came out. Was Why was that the first message you wanted everybody to hear? Okay, to be honest, and it's just so crazy. I think that was really a God thing because I wasn't going to put that song out. This first song was going to be a song called Like You and in parentheses called Suicide. It's about dying to yourself. But that was the that was the Christian song that everybody would be able to get with. And I really felt like Not Ready was the message that we needed, especially after the pandemic, after going through all the stuff that we had been through, to be able to say, sorry, to be able to say, you know what? Maybe I don't have it all together. I felt like I had to lead with, lead with the vulnerability. And so, I, because, I, because it was what I believe people needed the most. And so that's why I put it out. It wasn't, that wasn't a good career move for Naomi Rain. <laughs> if, you know, trying to exist in this industry where everything has to be like, you know, I've got joy and he made all things new. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm victorious, which is all good and true. I'm an overcoming guest. But the message I think that people needed to get us to actually talk to the Lord mm. was not ready. I agree. And I mean, it opened saying, let's just be honest, Jesus, I'm a mess. Like, that is the invitation to every person who feels that way to come to God without the loincloth. Like, spot on. I just respect that so much and have certainly been in that place, as we all have. And like, how did your prayer life or your daily walk with God change when you started coming to him in this way, right? The messy, like, God, I want to change, but if I'm totally honest, I'm scared, like, and I'm kind of resistant. So I think it changed, my prayer life changed because I was able to just say the things that I was thinking and feeling. For me, what I needed to go through was emotional healing. I would dissociate. So like, I would kind of just like, when things got too much, I'd be like, I'm checked out. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what's going on. I would just be in my bed. I would separate from people. It was not good. And I didn't even know what was happening. My husband was like, are you okay? I, so that was what I needed, right? And so for me, it was very emotional. I began to talk to the Lord about how I was actually feeling and separating my feelings from my from the facts. That mm-hmm. even though I felt that way, it didn't mean that that was what was actually happening. And so my issues, my trauma, the trauma I've experienced, my fears, my concerns, like stuff that I just would keep inside. And so after my prayer life changed, it affected how I dealt with other people. So I was I was no longer in the people pleasing mode and I was no longer lashing out and snapping when I had had too much because I was talking to the Lord about it now. I didn't need to vent or, or throw up on everybody else, you know? So I feel like it, it helped it helped me be more honest with the being more honest with the Lord helped me to be a better person to people, mm, which good. became this cycle that kept me out of fights and out of issues and stuff that I need to go back. So my prayer life changed in that. Now I'm asking the Lord, what do you want to do? Like I'm, it's, it's just a shift. Yeah. I'm praying from a place of faith when things are going wrong that I, that I have no control over. I'm able to pray about those things rather than going, God, Jermaine is doing 
you know, he left the toilet seat <laughs> up. Or so, you know, little things that I yeah. could have sorted on my own. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm able to deal with some of that stuff where I'm not getting into as many tips or, or riffs with other people. And not, it just cleared up the queue in my prayer request yeah. line. Or and I don't know. It just helped me. I feel like I'm altogether healthier. My mind is clearer. It, to me, it was deliverance for me. Like, mm-hmm. freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. To not perform for God. And then you can actually let you can track with him and everything that you're doing. I think it's so powerful to hear someone just say aloud, like it didn't just change the way I talked to God. It changed my heart in the way that I related to everyone. It's just like he infiltrated Naomi and then lit you up. I mean, that's what scripture says he does. And, and that's so cool. And it sounds like it reminds me again of a line in that song. I just love it. That says, help me remember all the plans we made when we were on the same page. I love that. And like, that's my favorite it's awesome because that's the cycle we live in, isn't it? Like we're tracking with God and then we do what everybody in scripture does. We veer off and do our own thing. And then we realize, oh shoot. And then we come back. So like when you veer off track, when you get off the, off of the same page with God, how do you get yourself back on? How do we get back on the same page? It, I think it happens maybe one of two ways. I'm either, because sometimes you don't know you're off track. Mm-hmm. So if I don't know I'm off track, it's, there's usually a friend or something that's like, hey, like, are you good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or somebody will send me like a prophetic word or something like where the Lord is like, hey, they need to talk, you yeah, know? And it's like, and it, <laughs> yes, and it hits me exactly where I am. Or sometimes it's, I know I'm off track and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking like he starts the conversation like, well, when are we going to talk? So I think in some of this freedom that I've experienced, you can kind of, and then with also some of these life shifts, like me going on tour, the first time I went on tour, it was such a, such a shift for me that I lost my routine, you know? And so I wasn't praying like I used to pray. And the connection was a little, it was just different, you know? And I was maybe more anxious about things than I had normally been and instead of going to learn about it it was just like oh that's good when I pray but you're not do you're not on that routine anymore you're not on that time schedule so it's building up so anyway the Lord would just like drop me a hint and I would feel it it's like we need to get away we need to steal away and if I'm honest I'm not the person I wish I was the person that as soon as that happened I'm like I'm running <laughs> to my bed to pray or I'm yeah. running to my room to pray it's not that it usually takes a few days like you know pull back and then it's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to get back. So it's it's not an instant thing. I wish yeah. it was instant. That's not my phrase. It, I'm like, really, Lord, are you saying that? Yeah. I need to, like, stop praying and everything, be quiet. You know, it's so, like I'm talking, talking, yeah. and it's like the third day, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just, just going to be quiet. That, you know? Yeah. I, ha- I have a pretty quick, are you sure? God response, too, that I have to work through sometimes. So I get it. I get it. Okay, so... To me, one of the the big heartbeats of this album is just simply love. Like, obviously, your love for God, your love for yourself, which is always so hard. We've kind of hit on that. And and love for other people, like, even when relationships break. I mean, it just, to me, it's love, love, love through everything. And hold on and good story just... Oh, they hit me so deep. I am a hopeless romantic. I'm getting married in May. So this is kind of like a good time for me. Thank you. And I want to hear more about your husband and your story because they're such moving songs just at first listen, but they're even richer and more just more moving when we know a little bit about y'all's history. Do you mind sharing that with us? 
Yeah. So I've been married for 16 years and we've been on a journey and <laughs> even in and of ourselves. And I, a lot of this, sometimes I feel bad for my husband because I'm like, I have been emotionally unhealthy for a lot of years and dealing with a lot of trauma and even decisions that we made. When we got married, I, I had already had our daughter. So I got pregnant out of wedlock and you know, the stuff that comes with that with church and mm-hmm. being in ministry and all of that. We, that was like a trauma for us that we never really processed. Mm. I was 19, he was 22 when we got married and it was difficult. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of skated through life. We didn't talk about that. We, we would say to people as a, as a, like a, a plus, like we never argue. Like we would say that and <laughs> now I realize that's not good. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's not healthy, but we would sweep things under the rug because we were just trying to be good parents and, and have a good time, you yeah. know, like yeah. let's just be good. You know, I don't want, you know, to go, to go to bed angry. We would say like, never go to bed angry. So we would try to not be angry instead of working through the actual issue. So we had so many things that piled up. And so we had, we'd come to a place and that's where a good story comes from. We had to really hash out the, the years of our relationship where we for each other, like for real, like we were present, but we just coexisted, you know, and we had to deal with that stuff. We had to decide, like, is this what you want? You know, are you, where are you? Or do you want this? Do I want this? Like, where, who are you? You've now become a different person. And then when everything had kicked up with my music and, and the career, you know, that, that pulls and has a certain demand. So we had to walk through all that stuff. And so the songs on the record are, are those songs like he was like when he heard choosing my stuff? Hello, what are you talking about? You know, and it's like, no, I have to get with me to know who I really am. Like that person that you met doesn't exist anymore. And I think parts of her should exist. Like I became someone else to become, to try to become or be a good wife, you know, or be a good mother. And I I didn't know it wasn't a diet self. That's not what happened. That's not, it's not what Christ calls us to do. It was a denial of, of reality and who I really was to try to fit into something that I didn't understand. And rather than getting wise counsel and doing it that way, I just did what I thought was best, you know, and he did it what he thought was best. So anyway, we've had to like walk through all of that. And it was important for me to put those folks on the project. Now, of course, I don't say everything. It's not as, black and white and girl if we were recorded we could probably talk about some more stuff but because i do believe in discretion even with all this vulnerability but like we've had to walk through hell you know and i thought i want to put the songs on here that help people hold on and help Mm. people to say i don't care what other people think he didn't want to even look or face some of the things that we were going through because of what people would think or what and i'm just like no like we have a good story and no matter what, like we've got to tell the truth and like, let's just be honest and live out our actual testimony. Stop fronting and trying to hide for people, you know, people that really don't care. It doesn't really <laughs> matter at the end of the day. Um, they're going to talk about you and then move on because they have their own lives to live. And I just didn't want to live under the opinions of people. And so that's what that song is about. And being loved and seen and known yeah. by somebody, even when 
you know you don't deserve it. It's like mm. you've seen all my ugly and you still yeah. think I'm beautiful. Like that stuff. It just. Yeah. I think that's the gold that for people who may be in that season, right? Like women in marriages or even, you know, relationships with family members or friends or whoever, where they are in this season of struggle and maybe they have been sweeping things under the rug. Like is everything you said is the, is the gold that comes when you fight for the marriage, when you fight for the relationship is like, it's not sweeter when you don't address stuff. It's just a bandaid on top of, you know, a bullet hole. Like, but y'all, you said it, he sees you, he knows you, he loves you. He chose you through all the ugly and you don't get that unless you face it head on. Right. And it was scary because it's yeah. like, like, are we going to make it? Are we going to be okay? Are we going to be good? When you start to peel back the layers and deal with mm. the things and address the original wound, you know, which at this point I'm thinking about abandoned on a gunshot. I'm like, at this point there might be infection. There might be, you know, like mm. there's other stuff going on now that if you had just dealt with the original thing, but so much time has passed to go through that is difficult. And so my heart was like, how can I share this, this stuff with people so that they don't have to go through the years and layers that we've gone through, you know? Well, I love them. They're so powerful and just encourages me and gives such a beautiful picture of, you know, how hard marriage is, but how it's the way that we learn the most about how God loves us. And it's just like, it's such a beautiful picture. And I love those songs. And I just wanted to hear more about y'all's story. And y'all have three kids? Three kids. Awesome. Yep. April is 16. Caden is 13. And Savion will be nine in a few days. Ooh, you're in the thick of it. I mean, teenagers, preteen, but yet you're smiling. You're moving good. merrily along. <laughs> yes, they're good. They're good. I, my kids, I'm telling you, the Lord has graced us for this. This is our yeah. call, and yeah. they are really good kids, honestly. Can you speak a word to all the exhausted moms out there? Put the TV on and go to bed. No, I'm just uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I mean, I would say you're going to get through this. I The thing I love about motherhood is that it's seasons. None, none of these stages and phases that they're going through last forever. And so I would say, hold on. And that your child needs to see you. I think sometimes we, well, what I did was try to be a good mom rather than be Naomi. They're, wow. You know, like their mom is Naomi. And I realized that the Lord had put us together. He put me with my children because they need me, mm. you know? And so yeah. I'm not, I'm not the best. We're not going to have breakfast in the morning before you go to school. We're not. We're, <laughs> that's not, that's not what, what we're going to do. We're going to grab something and maybe like you toast a bagel and we run around like chickens with our heads cut off yeah. and try to run down the street to get the bus. That is the life that we're going to live. I'm sorry, babies. It's not good. But so maybe you'll be late for the rest of your life and that's not good. But I'm going to also like <laughs> help you work on character issues. Like to me, I think, I'm not the mom that's going to sit and do your homework with you. Dad will do that. Yeah. Mommy won't. But I'm when, when things happen, when issues come up with your friends, we're going to talk about that. So to me, I'm like, okay, they need Naomi. And mm -hmm. I have to shift and adjust and I can try. And of course, we, I, do, I feed my kids, y'all. And okay, <laughs> awesome. I make sure they do their homework. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not, I don't have to check all of those boxes that yeah. everybody else checked because most other women that can do breakfast and homework are not out, you know, on tour and bringing them. So they get to come up, they're coming with me 
on tour. They get to come out and I want them to see what life is like. I want them to experience it. I want them to ask questions. I want them to see how it takes all of these people. You see mommy on the stage and, you know, Uncle Chan and all of those people. You see them on stage, but there's there's a band behind them that supports. And then mm. there's a lighting guy up there. And then there's a production manager. So how all of these pieces fit together to create this whole thing. And it will be nothing if the, if the people didn't come and buy tickets. And did you know that there's a venue and there are people that advertise and, and business? I want them to see the way that the world works and how things work together. Yeah, that is so powerful. And I... I love that you say that God designed you for your three kids and that your skill sets are to love them and pour into them and build them up. And the places where you lack doesn't make you less of a mom. It just makes you Naomi the way that he made you and that there's other people to step in and support and that, that what yes. their heart needs, you've been equipped to give them. I think that's awesome. Awesome. But I really I appreciate that. And if I didn't um, have my mom, I just want to say, sorry, if I didn't have my mom, because my mom helps a lot, and Jermaine, my husband's mom, helps a lot. If I didn't have them, y'all would have to be praying for my babies, because <laughs> it would be really bad. But he's given all of us what we need yes. in our family to figure the things out and get. I love that. Thank you. And, okay, the last track, I think, on the album, or the last one I want to talk about, is called Brand New. And there's a big like even if theme in that song I feel like there's a line that's you know even if the pain doesn't end even if I never find the fairy tale ending and I think this is so important because most of life feels like it exists in the even if right and I just I wonder number one is there anything you're you're waiting on right now and number two like how do we hold the hope and keep anticipating and keep being joyful in the waiting, in the even if. Right now, I don't know if I'm actively waiting for anything. I do have some, like in this season, I'm super focused on the ministry and making plans and, and trying to set my children up financially so that we're okay. That's something the Lord's been dealing with, with me about is like stewardship and making sure I steward well, not just finance, but moments, opportunities, relationships. And so I want to, I'm trying to make the most of it. And so I would say that's what I'm thinking of, you know, in this space, I am really good. That song brand new is literally where I am right now. I feel like I'm able to breathe and just walk through it. You know, I don't know if you, if you remember this, but in the first song journey that there's this theme of like, don't you forget to breathe. That's what I'm saying over and over. Like, don't you forget to breathe. And the last song, which I did not plan like this, but this is how it happened. In the last song, it's just like, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. So yeah. like, I'm just, I'm, I'm in the moment and I'm breathing and I am like with the Lord and I'm, I'm recognizing that I'm alive. To me, that's where I am. I've given up my like, it has to be this way in order for things to be right. So, you know, I'm sure if if my best friend was here or if a few other people were here, they'd be like, no, girl, you waiting for this and you want that? You want, you know, this is what but yeah, when I actually think about it, when I'm asked that question, I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm content. I'm really content. And I think, and it's not just because I have a bunch of stuff or I have everything I need. It's because I, I'm, good like yeah. you know like my mind yeah. is healthy god loves me and to me that is all that matters you know I'm, and i'm saying i know that sounds churchy and cliche but i actually mean it i'm like i'm okay yeah i'm okay 
I love that. The line in the song is you choose to live secure. And I like that you say choose because you have the option. And it reminds me of, you know, the old hymn, it is well with my soul. It's exactly what you said. Like not all around me is good all the time, but my soul is well with God. Okay, Naomi, I just could go on and on. We could do every song, but I want to wrap with you like we always do because we want to spread joy and pass it on to our people. What is one thing, big or small, sacred or silly, that is bringing you joy right now? Okay, the one thing, and I don't know, is my bus. This is my- Love it. Oh, I can see it. My tour bus. I, it's the first time, I was very afraid to get my own bus. One, I like to be with the people. I like to be with everybody. But this time, well, Chandler uh, convinced me. He was like, girl, get your own bus. (laughs) For me, it has been- a space for me where I can relax and no matter what's happening, it's, it's the same, you know, like no matter where I am, it is the same. And it can be so hard, you know, once we're running around and get into a different shower, like just not knowing where you can shower or use the bathroom is actually problematic for our soul. (laughs) So for me to have this and have a space where I can be and even like do this interview and, and have a space and be comfortable, that is what is bringing me joy right now. And I'm glad that I made the decision. I think more than just the bus, I'm glad I chose to do it. And wasn't afraid, like, oh, I don't want to spend money or I don't want to, you know, I'm that type of person sometimes. And I'm just glad that I did it. I did what was what was good for me and it worked out. And so, yeah. Absolutely, yes. Well, it looks beautiful from what I can see on Zoom. And I'm so happy for you in this tour and just, you just, you radiate joy. And I just, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. And and again, if I have not plugged it enough, y'all go listen to Journey. It it is so raw and real and it'll just, it'll just put wind beneath your wings. It really will. It made me want to like go out and run a marathon. I haven't done that in 15 years. So (laughs) it's effective. It's doing its job. Naomi, thank you for your time and your heart. You just, you're, you're so raw with everybody and you just pour into us and I really appreciate it. So much. I enjoyed this interview for real. This was really good. I would talk to you forever, but thank you. Well, we can when we're not recording absolutely anytime. Y'all, my new friend, Naomi, thank you so much. This show is produced and edited by Elizabeth Evans Media Productions. Hey, y'all, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button or plus sign on your podcast app. This will ensure you don't miss a single episode. See you next time.